by recommending that we balance our choices in biological with diet and exercise, psychological with stress control, social with our relationships, and spiritual components in our lives provides a desperately needed roadmap to maximize brain health. And that's from Dr. Joseph Maroon's testimonial from Dr. Daniel Amen's book, The End of Mental Illness, that we'll dive deeper into on today's episode. Welcome back to Season 10 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. Using what I saw as the missing link, the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. For today's episode, number 301, and in keeping with our season theme of going back to the basics, I'm going back to episode 128 with a review of Dr. Daniel Lehman's book, The End of Mental Illness, to see if we can dive deeper here and add more to this episode than the six steps that we covered two years ago for improving our brain health, which we know is integral for our mental health. As I'm looking back over our past episodes, you can see a graphic in the show notes of the direction I want to take us moving forward as we go back over some of our past Brain Fact Fridays and we see what we can add to them or what's new to move us forward. When we first launched this podcast, I had a vision of connecting the most current brain research that I called Neuroscience 101 to our six social and emotional learning competencies to improve our well-being, our productivity, and our results. Now in season 10, we've all graduated from the basics and we're building this knowledge together. And I'm now noticing what's important that needs to be at the top of our list moving forward. These important topics that I've called Neuroscience 202 will take us deeper than where we first began, and I've put mental and physical health at the top of this list. And just a reminder, I'm not a medical doctor. If you're struggling with your mental health, please do consult with a medical doctor. I'm not offering any medical advice here, but I'm sharing the results I've personally obtained from studying and applying the tips that Dr. Daniel Amen suggests in his book, The End of Mental Illness, and then we'll connect his work to Dr. Carolyn Leafs. My hope is that the strategies that we uncover here can help others who might find themselves stuck, like I was, with some new ideas that I've used myself to access peace of mind during times of high stress. And the goal is that once we've mastered these strategies ourselves, that we extend them to others to help them with whatever they might be struggling with, and this specifically includes our children. 
When I look back at my review of Dr. Daniel Lehman's book, The End of Mental Illness, that I covered in May of 2021, I wondered what I could add to this episode to take our understanding a bit deeper when it comes to taking control of our mental health. Now, this is Dr. Daniel Lehman's life's work. He's been on a mission to take the stigma out of the term mental illness for decades. He says most of us will have a mental issue in our lifetime and that normal is a myth that 51% of us will have a mental health issue, either post-traumatic stress, depression, anxiety, addiction, and eating disorder, which shows me clearly it's more normal to have a problem than not. And this became obvious to me when I started asking some trauma experts and even past podcast guests about what strategies they use for their own children to help with the pressures that they're facing in today's world. They all gave me tips and ideas, telling me that anxiety and depression is the norm with our children these days. This led me to go back to my review of Dr. Carolyn Leaf's Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess book and NeuroCycle app on episode 299 with the timely release of her new book, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, that she just released at the start of this month. Then I noticed that Dr. Daniel Amen has just released a brand new course himself, and it's called Brain Thrive for ages pre-K to 1 to help with the prevention of mental health issues for our children. Dr. Amen's timely release of this course reminded me once again that this topic is important to pay attention to. It's not an accident that Dr. Leaf released her book for children just last week, And now Dr. Amen releases an online course for children to learn these strategies. I'm definitely paying attention, and from the interest we receive from our deep dive into Dr. Carolyn Leaf's work, I know you are as well. And I know that you're going to know these statistics, but here's a reminder. One in five children will struggle with mental health in their lifetime, and that 17.1 million youth under the age of 18 have had a mental health problem. And suicide is the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 14 and 20 to 34. Those statistics are enough to make me stop in my shoes and think about this. Now, before I add something new to Dr. Daniel Amen's episode from two years ago, I did want to mention that it was through Dr. Amen that I came across Dr. Leaf's work. She talked openly on Dr. Amen's Brain Warrior Way podcast about how many years she's been using this scientifically proven five-step approach to help people all over the world to clean up their mental mess. And I was lucky enough to have the chance to speak on a webinar with Dr. Leaf on Podbean's Wellness Week, where I released an episode that I'd written on what everyone should know about the top 10 mental health staples. In one of the sessions, I had a co-presentation with Dr. Leaf and John Kim. He's a writer and speaker known as the Angry Therapist. And since I'd already heard of Dr. Leaf's work through Dr. Amen, I quickly reached out to interview Dr. Leaf after this event. And this is where all the work began. Our mental health is a lot like our physical health. We can coast along doing well until one day something happens and we realize we could have done a better job at managing our health overall. I'm sure you've all heard this quote before, that if you don't pay attention to your health now, someday your health, either your mental or your physical, will get your attention. 
showing us that prevention is vital. Now, while writing this episode, I glanced over at Dr. Amen's Instagram account, a bit because I still look at my phone from time to time when I'm writing to get ideas, but also to see what he was focused on today. And I noticed he's on the same mission he was two years ago, helping the world to put their mental health first, which was obvious with the new course for children he's just released. He posted a graphic that showed an image of a messed up mind, and it looked like a colorful ball, and it represented the mind being full of anxiety or loneliness, worry, guilt, fears, negative self-talk. And then he asked his audience, what else would you add to this image? And people from around the globe started adding things like self-sabotaging, obsessive thinking, paranoia, being reactive to everything isolation, dark thoughts, self-doubt. Oh, the list could go on. I've got to stop here, but that's just a few of their additions. And this post caught my attention and made me think that no one is exempt from having a messy mind. And we covered these five scientifically proven steps that Dr. Leaf suggests on episode 299 so that we as parents and teachers and coaches can keep our minds free of mental mess before we help others. I can't recommend these five steps enough and the use of her NeuroCycle app to help us to work on cleaning up our toxic thoughts and not by suppressing them or pretending they aren't there by replacing them with a happy thought, which is just like putting a Band-Aid on them, but by doing the really difficult work of digging straight to the root cause of whatever it is that's messing up our mind, drawing these thoughts out of the depths of our hidden subconscious mind into our conscious mind so we can deal with them by recognizing why we have these thoughts in the first place. In Dr. Leaf's new book, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, that I'll review once I've thoroughly practiced all her suggestions in this new book, she explains that these mental messes that we all have look like dead trees in our mind and that these messes are not bad, but they act as warning signals for us to do something differently to build a healthy tree in our mind. I think this is a powerful analogy or just another way at looking at what happens to our mind when we don't clean it up. And I know once I understand this process myself, I'll be better able to help others, including those closest to me who need it. If I look at Dr. Amen's messy ball that shows what a mind looks like if it's not managed, or even Dr. Leaf's dead tree idea, I know there's hope to move forward with these strategies once we've mastered them, and it will be easier to teach them to others. But cleaning up our mental mess, or by putting our brain health first, takes some thought, and it isn't something we've been trained to do. There was never a mind management class when I went to school, or a brain health course in our PE classes. I do know that many people are focused on integrating these ideas into our future classroom curriculums. But for those of us who haven't learned this yet, this is something we've got to learn on our own so we can proactively move our own needle towards health and wellness through this lens of prevention. You can see my Metacog drawing in the show notes, which explains how I'm progressing through Dr. Leave's five-step process using her NeuroCycle app and then managing my mind. We did review this process on episode 299 in depth. 
The idea is that once we've identified the main worry or anxiety that we have, the toxic thought that you can see in the middle of the diagram in the circle, and this toxic thought causes our mind to look like a dead tree over time if it isn't managed. And then we go through this scientifically proven five-step process that reconceptualizes this old toxic thought, turning it into a stronger, healthier thought over time with understanding. You can see I've drawn little buds showing how my old toxic thoughts are getting weaker with time, and I'm using my own mind to create new, stronger, and healthier thoughts. I'm currently on day 16 out of 63, working through a current issue, and this is my fourth time of going through a 63-day cycle. And I can say that by about the two-week mark, I did notice my mind shifting from being worried about this problem to feeling more in control of it, and even have positive visions of the future where I can now look back and not be bothered as much as I was with this problem. This changes the emotions that I felt attached to with whatever it was I was worrying about, which changes my behaviors. And then when I step back, my perspective of it all changes. I can even dig into the root cause and see where my worry came from. And this isn't a bad thing. It's just alerting me that I need to do something different and not suppress what it is that I'm worrying about, which we know causes more dis-ease in the body. This all leads me to freedom, peace of mind, and growth. It's such a beautiful process, and I can't wait to walk my own children through these steps moving forward so they can build mind management into their lives and futures. Once we've got the hang of these practices for improved mental and physical health, we can then role model the way for our next generation, like Dr. Raymond and Dr. Leaf are doing with their work. Children at the preschool levels can understand the importance of mind management, and Dr. Leaf and Dr. Amen see how important this topic is right now. And when I thought about it, this whole idea is behind the Latin phrase, Nemo dot quad non habat, that my mentor, Bob Proctor, would quote often. He said so many things I would write down and not fully understand until later in life. I remember writing things down over 20 years ago, knowing they were important because he said them so often, and I thought I understood what they meant at the time until one day I get this aha moment and everything clicks, and I'm like, ah, that's what he meant. I can almost hear him saying that Latin phrase in my head. He would explain that no one can give what they have not got. In order to pass anything on to others, like an understanding of our mind in this case, we've got to fully understand how our own mind works first. This can translate into anything in our life. As I was thinking about this, I again opened up my Instagram for a quick mental break, and I saw something that Grant Cardone's daughter, Sabrina Cardone, posted about exactly this idea. And I'll post her speech in the show notes, but it was all about the importance of parents role modeling the way for their kids from a kid's point of view. And this speech was eye-opening. The idea is that we as parents, teachers, or coaches, that we role model the way once we've got this understanding ourselves first. In general, the brain reserve we have, the more resilient we are, and the better we can handle the pressures of everyday life, as well as the aging process, to keep mental health disorders at bay. 
And there are many different factors of how one person can have more brain reserve than another. And I'm looking into this to try to expand mine. But it all stems from family history or what types of injuries or trauma we've experienced, as well as our mental and physical health. And it's clear that the decisions we make and the habits we engage in on a daily basis are either boosting or stealing our brain's reserve. And they're either accelerating the aging process, aging us, or rejuvenating our brain, turning back the hands of time. When we grasp this concept, we realize we actually have a lot of influence on the health and age of our brain, as well as our own mental health and the ability to end mental illness, which is Dr. Daniel Amen's mission in life. So let's go back and do a deep dive into episode 128. In our review of Dr. Amen's The End of Mental Illness book two years ago, we covered the three parts of his book that are still relevant and important today. And I do recommend a refresher of this episode. In part one of the book, he gives a history of mental health over the years and some tips for brain health that can change your life. You'll see some SPECT image brain scans and case studies and begin to see how common brain health issues like depression, anxiety, TBI, substance abuse, or Alzheimer's show up in the brain versus a healthy brain scan image. And a brain scan really can change your life and give you some insight into your health. We covered this topic in three parts back in 2020 with part one, how a brain scan changed my life with Doug Sutton. And then part two, we dove deeper into exactly what is a brain scan. And I made some predictions of what I thought I would see when I went to my own SPECT image brain scan. And I covered these results in part three of that series. In part two of his book, he explains the Bright Minds acronym, which is a guide for well-being with our brain in mind. And we covered the bright part on this episode, but we missed the most important part in minds, which was the mental health side of this equation that we'll cover today. And then in part three of his book, he offers strategies that can be used in schools and the workplaces to end mental illness with a focus on brain health. And it's in this part of the book that Dr. Amen says, you cannot change what you do not measure. And we can clearly see when our brain and body are not working right. Peter Drucker says, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. And I'm sure we'll all agree on this. So today I want to look deeper at the M in Dr. Amen's Bright Mind Strategy and add what he says are the four circles to help us with implementing these important health and wellness strategies. All this work can seem like a lot, but if we think of these four circles, it makes all this easier to understand. And with time, you'll see how thinking with our brain health in mind will eventually become a habit. And we opened up this episode with a quote from a doctor who mentioned the importance of thinking about these four circles. Dr. Joseph Maroon said, by recommending we balance our choices in biological, that's diet and exercise, psychological, our stress control, social, our relationships, and spiritual components in our lives, it provides a desperately needed roadmap to maximize our brain health. So let's look at these four circles. Dr. Eamon said he first learned about these circles in 1978 when he started medical school, and he was told by Dr. Sid Garrett to always think of people as whole beings, never just as their symptoms. 
always take into consideration the four circles of health and illness. The first circle is biological, and it's where we think, is my behavior good for my brain or bad for it? This is where we think about healthy eating, exercise, intermittent fasting, and doing the things that are good for our brain because we really do care about it. So to put this into action, we cover this topic in depth on a bonus episode with a deep dive into the top five health staples. And I know I need to add a sixth staple of stress management to this list, but what about you? How are you looking at your biological circle and thinking about your brain health? The second circle is the psychological mindset, and this includes how we talk to ourselves as well as our self-concept, our body image, past emotional traumas, our upbringing, and significant developmental events. This is where the work I'm doing with Dr. Leaf's five steps to cleaning up my mental mess is coming in. I'm always thinking, feeling, and choosing in the direction of more love, more peace, and more freedom of mind which takes some work when something comes in and stops my peaceful thinking. Putting this into action, Dr. Amen brings up Eckhart Tolle's concept of the pain body that I talked about on episode 281 with Dr. Sean Sullivan. He taught us how to shift our mindset in 10 minutes or less. We talked about how we all have these pain bodies living inside of us, and that's Eckhart Tolle's work. And once we can see what they are, through Dr. Leaf's work, where they show up in our origin story, then we just observe these pain bodies or these toxic thoughts in the present moment, and we'll notice that over time, their energy will decrease. This is mind management in action. Once we've cleaned up our mental mess, we can then go on to teach this concept to others. The idea of I'm not good enough used to show up all the time as the root cause of most of my stresses and anxieties until I uncovered it and this pain body that developed over time in me no longer affects me at all. What about you? Are you aware of the pain bodies or toxic thoughts that hold you back and have you begun to clean them up? Moving on to our social circle. We've all heard this, that you become like the people with whom you spend the most time, and you'll be well aware of those who lift you up versus those who pull you down. To put this circle into action, while I don't have much time for the social part of life, I do make it a priority to keep the social connections that are important to me strong. Also, putting my spare time into this podcast helps me personally to connect with others all around the world on a deeper level. What about you? How do you keep your social connections strong? Moving on to the final circle, the spiritual one. And we've talked about this one often on the podcast. I've heard from so many of our guests that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This we can't ignore. Dr. Amen points to Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning book to explain this one, reminding us to do the following. He says, find purposeful work where you're productive. Love the people who are central to your life. And finally, find courage in the face of difficulty and help others to shoulder theirs. To put this one into action, finding purposeful work is easy for me as this podcast helps me to keep working towards improving myself and then sharing it with others. 
And this keeps me busy, and I do feel the connection that extends far beyond myself here. What about you? What's your purpose, and how do you find more meaning in your day-to-day life? Now let's connect Dr. Daniel Amen and Dr. Leaf's work together. To close out this episode, now we have these four circles in mind showing us we're whole beings, our biological side, our psychological, social, and spiritual side. Let's now revisit the acronym Bright Minds, which is a guide for well-being with the brain in mind, and look closer at what the M stands for in Minds, and we'll connect Dr. Leaf's work to Dr. Amen's for a stronger, healthier mind. The M that stands for mental health is what Dr. Amen would call Mindstorms, and I love his analogy for our mental health especially looking at that graphic with all the mess in our minds showing up like a colorful ball. Since we've been focused on our mental health the past few episodes, I wonder what Dr. Amen would suggest we do to clean up our mental mess. In Chapter 11 of The End of Mental Illness, he goes deep into why these storms happen in our brain, what causes them, and I want to focus on ways he suggests we prevent them from happening in the first place, since I think they complement Dr. Leaf's five-step approach. While cleaning up our mental mess, there are things we can do to help our brain and our minds to improve, and things we can do that hurt our progress. Dr. Amen suggests avoiding anything that increases these mind storms, like stress, tiredness, lack of sleep, alcohol, drug abuse, low or high blood sugar states, missing meals, and excessive screen time. We all know what makes us feel off in our lives, and our mental health is centered around doing what makes us feel better or good and have more clarity of mind. I know what increases my mind storms, making my mind messier than usual, and what keeps my mind clear and peaceful. I'm now in my 52nd year of life, And I want the ability to think clearly every day so I can keep learning new ideas and building a better version of myself. So when I find something that works, I'm sticking to it. So here's my top habits that keep mind storms or toxic thinking out of my head and prevent mental messes from happening in the first place. First, caring about our brain. Just by caring about my brain, I think about the daily choices I'm making. When I'm eating something, I'll ask, will this help or hurt my brain? And I think hard about whether it's worth creating a mindstorm over a certain choice. If I create a mindstorm, I'll just know I'll have to spend extra time cleaning it up. So it's easier to avoid what I know hurts me at this point. Tip number two. Know what causes our mental mess or mind storms. And it's easy to know what makes me feel clear and focused versus cloudy and distracted. I just do things that avoid what steals my mental clarity, replacing alcohol with non-alcoholic beverages or sticking with my morning exercise routine that gives me a burst of energy or clarity throughout the day. Tip three, do more of what prevents these mental messes or mind storms. Once we know what keeps our mind clear, keep doing more of that. And for me, it's daily exercise. It's eating low glycemic foods that keep my blood sugar from spiking or eating higher fat foods that keep me fuller and less likely to eat the wrong thing. It's like doing daily meditations, working on at least seven hours of sleep at night and pain management strategies for anything on my body that hurts 
going to the chiropractor, massage therapy, stretches, and tools for self-care that keep my mind strong and clear, avoiding mind storms for me. And tip four is regularly cleaning up our mental mess to prevent bigger mind storms in the future using Dr. Leaf's scientifically proven five-step process and her NeuroCycle app because I know I'm not always going to make the right choice and I'll have a mind storm at some point. So mind management is something I add to my routine for those days when something gets past the gate or when something unexpected comes my way and needs my attention. With these final thoughts, I'll close out this episode and ask you, what do you do that prevents your mind from getting messy? I'd love to hear your strategies of what's working. And in the meantime, once you've practiced cleaning up your own mental mess, I highly recommend Dr. Amon's new Brain Thrive course for children and Dr. Leaf's new book to help our children clean up our mental mess. See you next time. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 